and welcome to episode two of the A Mother Brand podcast, building the right mindset for success. In this episode, we're going to look at what mindset is, why it's so important, and how we can build and nurture a positive mindset for well-being and success. We're going to look at why we have to look after ourselves in order to look after our mindset, why we want to develop a growth mindset and what that is, how we can get rid of the negative thoughts that hold us back. And I'm also going to share with you some easy ways to boost our mindset with positive emotions. Let's get going. There's a brilliant quote for any entrepreneur by Henry Ford. And it goes, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And what Henry's talking about here is our mindset, what we think we can or can't do. Another famous line, which is attributed to many entrepreneurial greats, is that success is 80% mindset and 20% execution. So hopefully you're beginning to see here that mindset is really a big deal. So let's have a look at what mindset means and why it's so important. A mindset has been described as self-perception or self-theory that people hold about themselves. And it may be something you're aware of or completely unaware of, but your mindset can determine your ability to succeed. Mindset is a bit like happiness or resilience. It's not something you have. It's really something you work on. It's an activity and a discipline. And it's not really a once and done type thing. It's a bit like a muscle. You need to nurture it and you need to maintain it. So that's what we're going to look at in this episode. The first thing we're going to talk about with mindset is that your self-perception will vary. So your mindset will vary based on how good you're feeling. So first things first, like everything with a mother brand, well-being comes first. The core belief is that we can only build a successful business and sustainable business around our family and thrive if we look after ourselves first and foremost. And that's the same with a mindset. You're most likely to have a positive mindset if you're feeling good. So before we get into the nitty gritty of different types of mindsets and things we can do to help with that, I'm just gonna do a quick whiz through all the things that you want to be thinking about to make sure that you are in the best state of well-being. So your energy bank. These are the foundations. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating and drinking well? Are you getting enough exercise and getting time in nature? Are there enough positive emotions in your life right now? Could you find ways to increase these? We're going to talk about that later. Is your work engaging and meaningful? Is it using your passions and harnessing your strengths to increase flow, ease and joy? These are things we talked about in episode one. So if you haven't had a listen to that, go and have a listen now. Have you got positive relationships in your life right now? Are you connecting in with friends and family and like-minded people at the moment? And are you recognizing your accomplishments regularly? If you're doing all of those things, you're working on all of those things in your life, you're most likely to be optimizing your well-being, and that's going to set you up for a good mindset. So now we've got the foundations out of the way. Let's talk about the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset and what I'm talking about. So you could have a fixed mindset or you could have a growth mindset. What we want to have is a growth mindset. And these are terms that came into circulation in the early 2000s after a leading researcher in psychology and personality, Dr. Carol Dweck, published her book, Mindset. So fixed mindset is what most of us grew up with. It's this idea that you have a finite amount of talent or intelligence. So you're either clever or you're not, or you're good at maths or you're good at English, or you're just one thing or the other. There's no room for manoeuvre. 
And a growth mindset, on the other hand, argues that this understanding of the human brain is enormously flawed and very damaging because research shows that our brains are actually malleable. It's called neuroplasticity. And what it means that with enough hard work and dedication, we can actually become good at anything. So the people that thought, oh, I'm just not good at maths, I just won't bother. Well, that's not true. If they dedicated themselves to working on maths, they could grow that part of their brain and they could improve. So through working on something, we can literally grow areas of our brain that pertain to that thing and we can get better at it. There's a brilliant anecdote of black taxi drivers in the UK. So if you know anything about black taxi drivers, you know that they have to learn all the different streets in London. And then they have a big exam on it called the knowledge. It takes years to study. And then by the end of that, they know everywhere where they're going in theory. But what's really interesting about neuroplasticity is that brain scans of black taxi drivers show that by the time they've learned the knowledge, the area in their brain for spatial awareness has grown. But interestingly, after they stop being black taxi drivers, after a certain amount of time, after they have another brain scan, that area has shrunk. So it shows that that, that relationship between working on a certain thing and growing an area of your brain, but also that you need to keep on working at it. So in practical terms, what does that mean for us? It means that so many of us suffer from perfectionism or the flip side of perfectionism, which is procrastination. And it all, it's all about failing, not wanting to do something or not wanting to say that this thing is finished because it's not quite perfect yet. If it's not quite perfect, that equates to a failure. And that's that kind of binary black and white, that fixed mindset way of thinking. Um, and procrastination is really that the same thing it's not wanting to start something in case it's not perfect and we fail so that's really the mentality the mindset that we were brought up with but what future generations are hopefully learning and what we can learn as adults is that it doesn't have to be like that failure is not a bad thing it's a reframe of failure is that actually failure is how we learn failure is an opportunity for growth and what we want to aim for is progress not perfection and once you start to view life like this, it really opens up. You can be much more brave. Things that you think, oh, I don't want to do that because I might fail. You think, well, I'm going to do that. And if I fail, that's good because I'm going to learn from that. And I'm going to grow my brain in that direction. I'm going to grow forward. And so you're much, much more likely to fulfill, to be able to fulfill your potential if you have a growth mindset. So that is the first thing that we can all work on is looking at failure, greeting failure as a brilliant opportunity for learning and knowing that we can do whatever we set our minds to if we just work hard enough. So next, what I want to look at in mindset is the fact that we all have a natural negativity bias and to look at how we can get rid of that. So there are lots of things that hold us back as female entrepreneurs, but one of the biggest ones is not believing in ourselves and not having the confidence to do what we'd like to do. A big part of mindset work is getting rid of the automatic negative thoughts that we hear that color how we see ourselves and we see ourselves in the world. So the important thing to understand is that the human brain has a natural negativity bias. It's like a negative lens through which we view the world. And it's historic. It's, it's a kind of primitive function that we still have now. It originally existed to help us look for danger. You know, a lion that was going to eat us or a ravine we were about to fall into. All these sorts of things. We scan the world looking for negative things that might trip us up. But it's not needed in the same way now. 
and yet it exists. So there's a great quote by Nick Hansen who says, your brain is like Velcro for negative experiences, but Teflon for positive ones. So we hold on to the negative in our lives and the positive ones just slide off us. So if I say to you, imagine yourself at the end of a working day or a long week or whatever it is, you've set yourself various tasks. When you decide it's time to stop, more often than not, you're going to think about all the stuff you didn't do. And that's our natural negativity bias. And you're going to beat yourself up. Oh, I didn't manage to do that. And oh, no, I forgot that thing. But actually, we need to be aware that that's our natural negativity bias and we need to counter it. Here are three things that we can do every day to counteract our natural negativity bias. Number one, we can use positive self-talk in the form of affirmations. So our mindset is created by what we believe and we have some power over what we believe. So once you say something enough times to yourself, you start to believe it. And then you repeat it more and more and more and that belief becomes a conviction. And then you repeat that conviction more and more and more and it becomes how you see the world and yourself within it. So you want to choose positive affirmations that speak to the things that are holding you back. So it might be that one day you just think, I just can't do this. And then you use a positive affirmation that says, I can and I will just watch me. And you might want to just repeat it to yourself. You might want to put it on your desk. You might want to write it out lots of times or you might want to meditate on it. You might want to just say it out loud. But what you want to do is put that in your mind. Keep repeating that positive self-talk until you start to believe it and it informs how you see yourself. I love positive affirmations so much. I use them every single morning and I love them so much. I created my own box full of beautiful positive affirmations and you can download a printout of the affirmations in the show notes if you'd like to use those ones. The second thing you can do to counter your natural negativity bias is to journal. You can start the day by writing down everything that's in your brain, everything you're thinking about, everything you're worrying about, just without overthinking it, just write. And once you've got to the end of that, you can think about what you might need to help your mindset that day and then you can choose some affirmations and then you can journal on them you can just repeat them or you can journal around the theme of them and by the end of that you're going to be ready for the day ahead you're going to have a positive mindset for the day ahead and the third thing you can do is visualization so visualize yourself come up with an image in your mind of you in six months time in a year's time, or in five years' time, or in 10 years' time, whichever you prefer, and really sit and think about that image of you, how you're feeling, what you're doing, what are you wearing, what's going on for you in six months' time or a year, at that point in the future, and spend some time quietly thinking about it. And you'll find that your brain is super clever and it starts to work backwards. It says, okay, if that's where I want to be, what do I need to do between now and there to get there? So it's really, really, really helpful to use visualization. It's a really, really powerful tool. So those are three things you can do in your day-to-day that don't take long, that will counter your natural negativity bias and give you a positive, affirmative bias for the day ahead. So a more positive mindset. And the final thing I would say is that 
the one thing that people say really, really helps with their mindset resilience is connecting with other people. I mentioned it earlier in the beginning opening section about well-being, but really, really connecting with like-minded people, seeing what others are doing, seeing yourself in their eyes is everything. When your mojo is flagging and someone picks you up and cheerleads for you, it does wonders for your mindset. And that's why one of the most valuable things of the A Mother Brand membership is actually the people. It's the community. It's being with each other, seeing with each other and supporting each other. And we're opening the doors soon to the membership. It only happens a small number of times a year. So go to amotherbrand.com forward slash membership to find out more and jump on the wait list so you don't miss out. In the next episode, we're going to be looking at how we build a business we love by accepting and honoring our whole selves in theory and in practice. And what I mean by that is as mums, you know, we have 90 bazillion things to think about all the time. We live in a world of mental load, of to-do lists, of WhatsApp messages, of post-it notes, and that's before the to-do list for work even start. So what we're gonna be looking at in the next episode is how we can balance all of those things and look after our whole selves. I'm looking forward to it. If you've enjoyed this episode and you found it useful, please do hit follow, leave a rating, leave a nice comment and share with anyone who you think might enjoy it and find it useful. See you next time.